Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are, as a people, people inherently and historically historic. opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. conspiracy. Now, right now, now. Listen, listen. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Poppers podcast, okay? We're going to be revisiting something today. Not really revisiting, but a, it's a, a common theme that we like to check in with every now and again in the Mind Poppers basement, right? And that is some weird psychology mind poppers, okay? We've done loads, loads of previous episodes on this kind of stuff. They always end up being the most interesting things, kind of like think we did one on the art of manipulation, okay, so the psychology behind manipulation, the psychology behind lying, the different types of liars, um, we obviously did, um, we, we did, did a lot of Freud before, okay, um, and you know what, sometimes, right, they, you know, because, like, the human mind, there's, like, an endless supply of just weird shit going on with the human mind, and, like, obviously, you know, we do a lot of like paranormal stuff and conspiracy stuff and rabbit holes and deep dives. But sometimes shit about the human mind just is, you know, it's stranger than fiction, you know? Um, obviously, there will be mentions of Sigmund Freud today, okay? Who we have covered previously because he is one of the most interesting people to talk about when it comes to these kind of different mind fucks. Uh, <laughs> now... Um, he, be warned, as you'll find out in the, in the previous episode we did about him, he was also a massive cock, okay? He was, he was a massive cock. Don't know if he possessed one, but he was certainly a dickhead, right? Especially to women, okay? And to the gays, uh, but especially to the women. <laughs> um, in the previous episode... I, what was it called? Oh, the previous episode, if you want to go back and look at it, and if you want to listen to it before this, because we won't really be touching on the, the Freud topics that we've already discussed, but the episode was called Guys Want to Have Sex with Their Mother, and that was a public episode, so you can listen to it in whatever streaming platform or whatever to get yourself caught up, to get yourself in the mood, right? Um, I think in that episode, we basically discussed his um, Oedipus complex and his Electra complex, which were basically like psychosexual theories about the Oedipus was men wanting to have sex with their mother. And then the Electra was girls having penis envy. Um, it was actually very interesting. Okay. Very, very interesting. Now some people have, you know, criticized his, you know, his views and his teachings and his theories and what have you, but they are extremely interesting. Okay. Um, and obviously, I like to remind people at every given opportunity that I have a degree in psychology. Uh, 
minored in it. Uh, I have a degree in psychology, so who better to guide you, you know, through this journey? Um, and I also genuinely enjoy a good mind-fucking, okay? So this is right up my street. And I just knew when I was looking into Freud, uh, Freud this week that... It, the weirdness wasn't going to end with the Oedipus and the Electro Complex. I knew he had more to offer, right? And what I came across was actually so bizarre. Because again, it seemingly... It was kind of like a, a, an off-topic that you wouldn't really kind of like... You, you wouldn't give a second glance at, really, right? Um, it was the art of weaving. Okay, so weaving or... Or plaiting, you know, plaiting of the hair, braiding, etc., knitting, all of this kind of stuff, okay? So I didn't expect to see this have anything to do with anything Freud would have to say, but nonetheless, uh, Sigmund Freud never fails to make it weird, right? Um, so basically, this is Freud's theory of weaving, is what he called it, right? Um... And like I said, by weaving, I'm referring to like actual knitting, okay? Um, because he had a very interesting and not at all offensive theory about why women weave and knit. So if any of you girls are listening, okay, maybe you're, maybe you're some knitters, maybe you're some weavers, maybe you simply like to braid your hair, okay? Didn't like all of you in home economics in like third year or in for your junior search your leaving search or whatever have to like do some sort of kind of like crochet okay yes I'm afraid to tell you that also falls under uh, Freud's theory of weaving okay <laughs> again Freud's words the following not mine right but Freud asked questions and he asked questions like why were women so demanding of attention and why did women uh, invest so much time into their appearance, right? These are questions that Freud had. Now, according to the good doctor, it was compensation for their natural sexual inferiority, okay? <laughs> now, <clears throat> according to Freud, women were born with, in his quote, a genital, genital deficiency, right? Basically meaning they didn't have a penis, right? Again, this kind of goes back to the electric complex that we discussed on the, on the previous episode, which was almost two years ago, by the way. Um, well, what does any of this have to do with knitting, plaiting, and weaving? Okay, I hear you, right? But he thought, out of fear of being disregarded altogether, you girls had to ensure that you looked nice and turned men's heads, okay? So he theorized that this natural inferiority combined with the girl's lack of aggression led to them contributing little to the advance of civilization except for plaiting and weaving. <laughs> you girls were taking it easy there for a minute, weren't you? <laughs> I told you, okay? I told you. The guy was a dickhead, okay? He was a dickhead. Uh, now, I do believe we discussed in the episode I mentioned earlier 
that he thought men went on to create businesses because they couldn't bear children, right? But now I personally, okay, I do think that the ability to grow a human being inside of you is being grossly uh, underestimated here. Uh, you know, you girls are creators of life. That is something very sacred, if you ask me. But I guess the good doctor doesn't see it that way, okay? Now, back to, to planning and weaving, right? Freud, Freud wanted to know why this was the case, right? He said that uh, women were, were motivated. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm going to basically tell you, so anyone who's ever braided their hair, done some plaiting, done some weaving, some knitting, crocheting, right? This is where Freud thinks all of that came from. Basically why it would go on to be invented by women, okay? Because you just thought, you may have sat there and thought, oh, well, you know, knitting or whatever could come from, you know, the need to like make clothes, to keep people warm, that kind of primal kind of, you know, urge just for survival, you know, sewing, things like sewing, you might think it's just to repair garments, again, survival and being economic, um, mm -mm, not according to Freud, okay, because he said that women were motivated to invent plaiting and weaving because of shame, okay, <laughs> it wasn't so much that, um, according to Freud, that, that you girls felt shame for, for not inventing things, we'll say like the light bulb or, you know, inventing things at a rate, you know, compared to your male counterpart. So, it <coughs> excuse me, it wasn't anything like that. That's not where the shame came from. Freud said that the shame came um, instead because it was women's unconscious desire to hide their shameful, in his quote, castration, okay, which caused them to, um, to view their own pubic hair in a newly inventive way, okay? <laughs> so according to the good Zakta, the shame women felt for not having a peen led to them attempting to plait their pubic hair. So basically plaiting their pubic hair together in order to conceal their missing cock and balls. Excuse my French, okay? Pardon moi. Uh, and having mastered this pubic plait, women then, of course, the next, the next natural progression would, you know, go, the women would easily go on to invent weaving, right? So there you go. <laughs> That, ladies and gentlemen, is how weaving was invented, in case you didn't know, at least according to Freud. <laughs> but Freud, right, I mean, he had some amazing theories and some very interesting theories, but he genuinely believed that weaving and sewing and the likes came from a very primal place going back years and years and years and years, okay? Again, we don't really have um, a lot of concept for time on this podcast. We'll just say, you know, back in the day or back yonder, um, if it was even further back. But he believed that or the original idea from women for knitting, weaving, and, and etc. came from their shameful, uh, their shame, their internal shame about not having a penis, so that they would plait their pubic hair <laughs> to, 
to basically cover it up, okay? <laughs> uh, now, how would he even know is, is what I wonder. You know, how would he even know, okay? Because Freud... And we've seen so many t- time and time again. Freud is just so messy, and he's he's in everybody's business. Okay, he's messy. He's a gossip. He's in everyone's business. I think personally that he was a mole. Okay, <laughs> I think Freud was a mole for show. Okay, there is <laughs> fucking queer. <laughs> I'm so sorry to anyone listening, not on the paywall. That sound effect was used for a previous episode. (laughs) Maybe Freud had a little vagina envy going on, okay, to flip the script. Something was going on, okay? Because I have looked, right? I've looked and I cannot find one reference to any previous society braiding their pubic hair, okay? I don't know. I don't think it was ever a thing in any culture, right? And I mean not to be TMI, but I haven't shaved since my last holiday abroad, okay? So, I mean, I could probably throw it up in a messy bun, but plaits and braiding, not a chance, okay? <laughs> like, I could go over to Malaga right now and come home with the shell braids. <laughs> and actually, okay, to the antithesis of Freud's point, even the world's Back in ancient Egypt, were going bald eagle. Not all of them, but a lot of them, okay? They would mix, like, sugar and water to form a paste, like, wax. Um, so, yeah, I revert to my point that maybe Freud was, in fact, a gay lord. But, <laughs> um, again, you see, some of his, a lot of his theories were often kind of... <clears throat> intertwined with a certain like you know sexism or misogyny and as you will see as we will go on this episode when we're talking about the medical field in particular the psychological field was beyond prevalent okay that kind of misogyny towards women um i'm telling you you know as we go on look i'll get to it later but you girls got a bad one okay now another right and this one kind of giving the girls a break for a second right freud had um which this one I just thought was just very interesting and gives the women uh, bashing a break, right? He believed that the concept of God, God, as what we know it today, you know, as Jesus, as God the Father, what have you, he believes that that concept uh, is much older and much more primitive, okay? So he refers to a concept called the primal horde, so think tribal, think leader of the pack. Uh, the primal horde was essentially an ancient Stone Age clan, according to Freud, right? So this Stone Age clan lived under an alpha male leader, right? So one alpha male leader who was in charge of the entire clan. And he kept all the women for himself, right? Right? So too afraid to challenge the alpha the alpha leader's tyranny, the horde, so the rest of the people, 
remained in conflict with their own repressed sexual and aggressive urges, <clears throat> okay? Living in a state of childlike obedience and dependence. Because you had this one big alpha man, he was, you know, the leader of the pack. He was fucking all the girls. So all the other guys, they weren't, you know, they weren't getting, they weren't getting, they couldn't even bust a nut, you know, without the alpha leader uh, chastise, chastising them. Um, so you had all these kind of men who were getting, you know, incredibly sexually frustrated and kind of, again, living in a state of this childlike obedience and dependence on the alpha. <clears throat> now, sometimes what would happen, according to Freud, is that the hordes urge to break free would reach a critical point okay so it kind of grew into a collective wish to shatter the spell of the leaders you know assumed omnipotence you know this leaders assumed you know be all and end all in charge of everything so the, this this father you know the alpha this the sons of him they might break away and achieve independence through homosexuality. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. They might, right? They might then confirm their newfound independence by returning to kill the father and cannibalize him, right? Okay. Boner alert. Okay. <laughs> Afterwards, they would feel guilty and the craving for, for, for the comfort, you know, once provided by, by daddy's protection would reoccur. Okay. So it was kind of this kind of cycle. See, you know, I get what people mean now, okay? Because that, well, it was a little hot. It was a little hot, I have to say, okay? I see what people mean now when they say that they feel like they were born in the wrong time, okay? You know, because I just be there like, you're looking to make daddy mad. <laughs> I just know, right, that my ancestor was back in this Stone Age clan in like a little lion skin over the shoulder number, you know, you know <laughs> being like, you know what would make the leader really mad? <laughs> if we all fucked each other back at my cave. <laughs> like, don't worry, there's nobody home. My mother got savaged by a pack of saber tooths. <laughs> I mean, they were being fruity even back in the Stone Age, okay? So, what's interesting, right, is this all-powerful father figure, <clears throat> okay, this leader of this clan of the Primal Horde, Freud theorizes that at some point, this leader figure, this alpha of the, of the Primal Horde, became the abstract entity that we call God. God. So eventually, he, this, this, you know, original leader of the pack, excuse me, I'm a little gassy. This original leader of the pack would eventually go on to become the idea that we have of God, that we call God, right? 
So the whole primitive drama was it was eventually, you know, formalized into into uh, like a civilized you know system of of belief and and worship, right? And the thing is, many people, right, supposedly, according to Freud, still cannibalize a murdered god today when they participate in in you know the Eucharistic ceremony. So when they have Holy Communion, when you have the the blood and and the blood and body of Jesus Christ, again, <clears throat> a murdered god. Okay, he was murdered, as we know, and then cannibalized. So Freud kind of like draws these kind of these parallels between the primal horde and our idea of of a modern god. Okay, or at least a, a modern kind of Judeo-Christian god. Okay. Um, and then, right, so it's kind of like, how did it get to that step? How did we get from this original primal, you know, alpha of the Stone Age clan to our, our concept of God that we have today? So that a middle step um, in, in this process, Freud points to, is totemism, right? Now, totemism, a totem, you know, you'll have heard of the word totem. It's, you know, basically like a shrine, like a, like a totem, like a shrine. You'd see like a lot of like Native American totems, that kind of a thing, okay? <clears throat> Usually kind of like wooden structures, you know? Um, and throughout so many, so many parts of history, you would see the, a huge penis being worshipped, you know? A huge symbolic penis, right? Which was kind of basically what this father figure would be reduced to is this huge phallic system or phallic um, symbol, right? Which you've seen being worshipped. They were worshipping a big cock all over the world. <clears throat> Every part of the world, okay, was very interested in worshipping a big cock, okay? Um, so, right, um, <laughs> and I'll explain more, but... Freud then, he didn't, I guess, have a very high opinion of people engaged in religion here. He thought that people under the influence of religion were like groveling, helpless children, okay? And they believe in the comforting story of an omni, you know, again, an omnipotent, um, or an omnipotent, that's not how you pronounce it, an omnipotent, an omnipotent, uh, you know, God, someone who can look down at them and basically promises you power just through, you know, you being associated um, with this God, you know, justice, asking for help and, and basically looking for, I guess, easy answers to some of life's most perplexing questions, basically, okay? Um, and then these giant penis shrines again, I'm sorry, but I have to go back to it. Um, I was reading about one, right? <clears throat> it was recently, it's some report in Japan, right? They have this big penis totem, which is basically like a giant horizontal wooden penis. Okay. It looks exactly like a penis, right? So I was reading some report and they said, right, once you've cleansed yourself, you were now ready to pay homage to the shrine deity, which is a huge wooden penis. It's believed that the act of straddling and moving across this phallus from back to front while gently caressing it will bring you marital bliss and also endow a man's penis with extra strength. Okay, seems a little fruity to me, okay? <laughs> but even, right, I was thinking about it, even look at modern Western culture, okay? 
and something like a hen night. How many times have we seen a picture of a bride-to-be holding a giant inflatable penis? Too many times, okay? Uh, <laughs> so I do see some merit at times and what Freud says. I thought that was a very interesting concept of how our modern day God came about <clears throat> was it came from this, you know, physical kind of need of having this like alpha leader, alpha leader, father of the stone age clan to then, you know, kind of having this middle way of being like symbolic, like the worshiping of these <clears throat> big penile structures, these big cocks. And then it then becoming, um, I guess, a, a spiritual thing, a metaphysical thing, where you have this once again, um, all-powerful father figure, God, God the Father, God our Father, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so maybe, okay, again, I thought it was interesting, okay, I thought it was interesting. Um, and I think sometimes Freud hits and sometimes he misses, okay, but he's always interesting. And he had also, he had many other interesting theories, like how everyone was innately bisexual, okay? And how paranoia was a projection of unconscious homosexual desire. Okay? Okay? <clears throat> but that's enough Freud for today. Okay? Because I don't think... Um, I don't know. You know, I think he could be onto something because I do feel a little bisexual and paranoid. So... <laughs> And there you have it, right? Those were some weird kind of, just psychology mind poppers, ease us into a little bit of Freud, okay? Uh, and if we've learned anything from the various kind of psychology things that we've done over the span of several episodes, you know, going back two years, it's, it's that it's always weird and interesting and shows us like time and time again that psychology in this instance was, you know, another power tool to give women a bad one. A bad, bad one. <clears throat> like, you've heard countless stories, right? Of women being sent to mental wards for the most ridiculous things, okay? Like, it felt like during the 1900s, a husband or a father could say anything to a doctor, anything about trouble he was having with his wife or daughter, and the doctor would be just like, sure, will, will we just lock her up? Will we? We will. Ah, we will. We just lock her up. You know, like I've seen stories of women getting locked up in a mental institute for masturbating. Okay, good luck flicking that bean in a straitjacket, honey. You know, it was a bad time, a bad time for women. <clears throat> if women were too emotional, locked up, too independent, locked up, postpartum depression, locked up, menopause, locked up. If you had an affair, lock her up, boys. Okay, there was a lot going on. That you could just simply discard a woman in a mental institute, okay? Like, imagine, I was thinking about this. Imagine if you applied the same corrupt system, you know, back then to today, okay? Because all of you astrology girls are getting lobotomies, okay? Oh, my rising sign is Sagittarius. Mama, your rising sign is electric shock therapy, okay? You girls <clears throat> would have to be careful, okay? Very careful. If you applied the rules back then to today, 
again, your boyfriend, your father or whatever, basically having the, the be all and end all say in if you get carted off to a mental institute. Like imagine you're just out of the shower, okay? You're sipping a cup of tea, you know, doing a bit of writing and your boyfriend walks into the room and is like, hey babe, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, nothing much. I'm just writing in my manifestation journal, okay? Manifestation journal, the way you are getting dragged out of that room by your hair, by a group of men in white coats. (laughs) Girl dinner, girl dinner is going to be served in a styrofoam cup with plastic cutlery, okay? (laughs) And ladies, you'd have to be so careful with what you say. Okay, you can't just be going around asking these stupid little questions. Okay, you start asking your boo how often does he think about the Roman Empire? Oh, they are drilling a hole in your pretty little head. I'm so sorry. Okay, <laughs> you know, this has actually been a really fun exercise. Okay, it's kind of like that whole concept like things that would put a Victorian child into a coma, <clears throat> but in reverse. <laughs> Now listen to this, okay? Um, this is something else that happened to me last night that would for sure have one of you girls in a mental ward, okay? So last night, right, I'd ordered a pizza off Uber Eats because I'm massive. So I see on the app, the driver is almost outside my apartment building, right? So I head down. And I walk out to the main door of the lobby, right? And I see two of my neighbours, a couple, you know, with their dogs, standing just left of the main door and, and looking up, right? And I didn't pay much attention because I'd seen my pizza boy. So then, right, I hear, I hear it, right? I hear it and I stop dead in my tracks. The unmistakable sound of a moan, Right? So I turned to the couple with their dogs, who were now looking back at me, and then the sound again. The moan. So we're all standing there now, right? Okay. Um, me, the couple with the dogs, and the pizza delivery guy. Okay, we're all just standing next to each other, looking upright, and all you can hear is, Ah, oh, yeah, fuck me. Ah, ah, and we're all just looking up, like, we're all looking up, right? This is at night time, okay? The sound is reverberating, okay? And it's going on, and we're all just standing there, kind of looking at each other, looking up. It's so loud, we're like, ah, fuck me, I'm a piss in your mouth, I'm a shit on these walls! You know, all this weird fuck me kind of shit, you know? Like, the sound of this girl having sex is literally echoing throughout the entire outside of the apartment complex, okay? Like this girl, this girl was getting her guts rearranged by the sound of it, okay? I was listening to the moans trying to pinpoint the exact apartment, okay? I was counting up balconies, you know? Old girl was getting all of that of a Sunday night, okay? That's where I want to be, okay? And it continues for a while. And then the girl, right, with the dog, shouts up. She's like, close your fucking window, bitch. Ooh, I was fuming, okay? Because I was just getting in the mood, too. <laughs> I was looking over at the pizza delivery guy, like, want to watch? <laughs> I was like, want to watch me eat this 12-incher and do something disgusting? <laughs> he wasn't into it. 
See, if it was a different time, okay, she'd be hollering. She'd be doing all that hollering from a padded cell. I hate to say it, okay? <laughs> now, before we finish up, okay, you'll be relieved to know that it wasn't just the girls suffering at the hands of a corrupt and ignorant system, okay? You'll also be relieved to know that it was people with genuine mental illness also suffering greatly, okay? In fact, there was a time that if you had epilepsy, schizophrenia, Tourette syndrome, bipolar disorder, OCD, PTSD, or autism, okay, your case would have been treated as a demonic possession, okay? So you weren't going to get the help you needed. Instead, you were going to have group of you know maybe monks or what have you at the time uh restraining you keeping you in very harsh conditions you know they were isolating you they were beating you they were screaming at you they were starving at you trying to get the demons out and of course you were just autistic okay i mean now that's a bad one <laughs> and that is it for me a little mini mind popper on some weird psychology in the meantime <laughs> stay woke and reminder that we do a free or no <laughs> reminder that while this episode is free and public we do a brand new episode longer episodes on the patreon every saturday okay we talk about topics that we can't really talk you know in public okay only things that are suitable down in the mind poppers basement so if you want to head over to mind poppers patreon uh you get there is i mean there has to be at this point like a hundred episodes i got a hundred hours of content it's always funny it's always spooky it's always a little sexy a little disgusting uh, and i'll see you over there in the meantime stay woke <laughs>